Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983 through a commitment to customer service and team performance. Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. Call 303-646-6765. They will give you the DNVR hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, residential, commercial, or industrial. Don't forget, call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. Then, oh, should I just do it? Well, it's too late. It's too late. For it, seconds. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Losers Lounge. Ooh. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, so sad. Sad trombone. I'm joined, of course, by Brendan Vogt. Hey, how's it going? Harrison Wynn. Hey, how's it going? D. Lanko. Eric Weedham. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's going not well. This was a... Uh, not great, guys. <laughs> you know, the Nuggets this year, the story has been... Are we going to do this again? Shut is it, it's another time we're going <laughs> to listen to our own show live. Uh, the, the Nuggets this year... It's like opening up a present. You don't know what it is. It could be a good present or a bad one. And some nights you open it up and it's like, oh, I can't wait for this game. You get there and it's awesome. It's so much fun. They reward you. And some nights you get excited for a game and then it happens and you're like, why was I excited to watch this? Like, what was... What was the point? That well, Rockets game was so fun. This game really felt like, man, the Nuggets really are down three starters. You yeah, know? this one really felt like a like, team down they starters. They are obviously down Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, and, and Mason Plumlee. Not three starters, technically two, but you get my point. Jokic got need on the very first play of this yeah. game, and then I had to call a timeout and everything. And I wonder if that affected him, because this felt to me like a game where Jokic was like, you guys, I've, I've done this like five games in a rump. <laughs> Somebody else step up. I'm kind of tired. He was definitely phoning it in, and it was like he his phone plan had been like discontinued. He, he really didn't have much for us. <laughs> I like it, phoning it in, but the phone it, plan And when guys aren't hitting threes, particularly when they play Memphis, it seems like the pain is – when Torrey Craig's out there with Jokic against Memphis, it's always just a painful experience, and the pain is so packed. And I think people forget that for Jokic, just making it happen means banging around in the post. And in this context, with two, three guys focusing on you, if he was hurt after banging up his knee, it was probably a far more daunting effort. Yeah. Like just looking around, it seemed at the like fir- he was struggling a little bit. He was limping. Oh, he was definitely for sure. The game. So I don't know. I think he probably looked around in that first quarter and thought, "Yeah, tonight's but, not the night." Well, to your point, though, there's a lot of non-shooters on the court tonight. Yeah. I mean, Barton's been in a little bit of a rut. Gary Harris hasn't all year has been in a rut. Tory Craig is Tory Craig. Like yeah. Jeremy Grant was on fire tonight, but that was there was a lot of double the post. Jokic looking out, like, "Am I gonna? Do I really want? Okay, I'll throw it out and just nothing." He was ridiculously on fire. Like if I was Jeremy Grant, if I was Jeremy Grant, I would be so <laughs> mad. Like just yeah. in the locker room, just staring at everybody. Like what? That's not on me. <laughs> He's been on fire a lot lately. Maybe there is there sort of something weird about Memphis, Tennessee, as a city. Yes, that like the what's, nu- what's weird about them? What's weird about Memphis? No, I'm just saying like the Nuggets have had some weird games in Memphis over the last couple I of years. They, they always get off there. to a slow start against Memphis. Last year, 
um, hat tip DNVR Sports Research Department. Oh, yeah, big, big uh, job. 365 <laughs> days ago, Nuggets came back from 25 down against Memphis. Earlier this season, Jamal Murray had that um, – Jamal Murray had that amazing like first three first quarters quarter, against yeah. Memphis. Weird games in, mm. uh, against the Grizzlies. I don't. This one wasn't even weird to me. It was just like a lifeless. Uh, I we were talking about just now. Memphis, a very good team. They've come on really strong. They've been actually better than Denver over the last fifteen games yep. in terms of offensive defensive rating. But I wasn't necessarily. Imp- I was very impressed with Dylan Brooks tonight. I wasn't really impressed with Memphis as a whole. It just felt like Denver was like they had no fight, no punch, no enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. No answers. They, yeah, they really no just, questions. They just like showed up. No and they were like, you know, yeah. It was a very <laughs> unrewarding. They game. were looking for a spark, and nobody had. It. You know, they got off to a bad start. Then they were lo- like, okay, is MPJ going to be the spark? Nah, he doesn't have it tonight. Is Will Barton going to be the spark? He doesn't have it tonight. Is somebody on the bench going to be that guy? Yeah, they were, didn't have it tonight. They were one hundred percent. Jokic obviously did not. Uh, he was okay, but I don't think had it tonight. No, they were the they were the me on these post-game shows of NBA basketball. Not really bringing much to the table. Everyone kind of wonders why I'm here. <laughs> but there are nights like there are nights where why guys don't have it. <laughs> no clue. There are nights where some of these guys don't have it, but Will Barton's still putting up 7-8-9 in the rebound call. There are yeah. nights where Gary Harris doesn't have it, but he's making a huge impact on the defensive end. They just didn't they didn't seem to have a lot of that like extra grit what it takes to win whereas memphis came out shot out of a cannon tonight memphis was running yeah. around and having fun from the tip yeah they were not grit and grind they were brick and grind brick and were grind they, brick and grind oh were, were they uh they were they were shoot and why they were play the sound effect again for that they one? were they were quit and cry okay they were q as in barbecue q and die Nope. Nope. That was one for three. <laughs> they were Grant and Cy. <laughs> oh, that was good. Two for four. There's a winner. Two for four. There's a winner. Right. Not bad. There you go. You're the go. second best shooter on the team tonight. <laughs> Harrison? I don't know. You're on no. no? Come on. Uh yeah, they were they were they were pretty they were pretty bad tonight. Um the Nuggets though. So Tory Craig was a minor. I don't like to go to this well too much. We'll go quickly. He was a no, minor. Don't. don't go to the well. <laughs> it was some more go to the well. But he was he played seventeen minutes tonight. Which included, I think, that's basically the first seven minutes of the first half, the first seven minutes of the second half, yeah. and then he closed the game. He was a minus fifteen. Malone, like, <laughs> never mind. You're right. It's not worth talking about. It's not worth talking about. No, we'll but go. but so no, it is something I think. that is happening. And you tweeted this out earlier in the game. The Nuggets are having to dig themselves out of a pretty substantial hole. Every single game for the last five. Um, I think, except that Pacers game, every single game right. for this last stretch here, and that's tough. That 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 that's tough, especially when you're missing three big contributors yeah that makes it extra tough so that is a legit problem the starting lineup is not producing and not getting the nuggets off to the start they need to be so it seems like when you go with your defensive lineup you want to set the tone of intensity right out the bat and then maybe you knock down some shots but you get you insert that defense to the game and your offense arrives a little bit later starts to trickle Mm -hmm. in well, Denver's defense hasn't been there to start these games. I mean, they've been giving up a lot of points, and then the offense has not been there, and so you, like, you have no offensive rhythm. Then when your non-defensive lineup comes in, Jokic goes to the bench. You bring Beasley, MPJ, Wancho in. Yeah, and, and you're it's playing like, catch-up from there. You're playing catch-up, and you haven't dis- dis- established any kind of rhythm, and it just snowballs. So, uh, But, again, I, I actually don't think this is worth talking about. This is, It is what it is. You mean this game? No, 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 no. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about M- Malone and the staff are always going to go to this. Like the, it's just 
and, and the team has to sort of figure out what to do and how to make it work. Yeah. I mean, nobody was playing defense tonight. It, it no. wasn't Torrey Craig's fault. It wasn't Michael Porter Jr.'s fault, who looked like he got chewed out by Malone in, yeah, in, uh, he got axed. in the second half there. Um, everybody did not play the defense they needed to tonight. I mean, I do think it's – I mean, would you start – you would start Michael Porter Jr. at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because I, you look at that starting lineup and are you surprised Gary Harris had an off night? Dory Craig had an off Like, it's just at some point you're like, I'm not surprised that these guys are struggling. They've been struggling all year, two years. Yeah. So, so yes, but it does come – I do understand. It does come with certain risks. Like, I don't think it's this one thing and it's a, it's a, it's going to finish. But the one thing I'll say is I just don't know that Denver's going to be able to be great defensively with this many players. Now they're missing Plumlee. Mm-hmm. They're missing uh, Jamal. They're missing uh, Paul Millsap. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know that they're going to be great defensively. I just don't think they're going to be great defensively regardless of who's in and what lineups they go to if Paul Millsap is out. Yeah. Like, we've seen this for two years now. Yeah. They, they can switch up the lineups. They can switch up the rotations. If Paul Millsap's not in the game, if he's not healthy, if he's not playing – it's going to be tough to play good defensively. Yeah. I don't even know if this was a question of defensive effort, though, tonight. The Nuggets just, like, they just didn't have any of it. They didn't have any defense, offense. They, they didn't have like, any. They just had nothing. Yeah. The I offense was, was, was really going, ugly tonight. I was just going back to the first quarter. Like, yeah. To, to let Memphis get out to the start they did. And did she, they win the did they win the the subsequent three quarters? I mean, I don't really know exactly how the point breakdown was, but it does it just does it. feel like, you know, that was maybe a winnable that game if not for quarter, those first down 11 points first 9 minutes, you know. Yeah. Ed, can you keep playing ads? <laughs> <laughs> can can you go to a website commerce. that has um, a uh, I'm a fan of commerce. So the the Denver Nuggets Lost the first quarter pretty substantially, eighteen to thirty-one. Yeah, we've covered. Tied that. in the second quarter, thirty-two <laughs> to thirty-two. Okay. Lost the third quarter, sixteen to nineteen, which Ooh, was a barn burner. That one was good. That was the third quarter. <laughs> and for then the... they won the fourth quarter pretty substantially, thirty to twenty-two. Nice, nice work. Fourth quarter really brought it back. A little, a little too little, too late there, but uh, <laughs> that's the old. Uh, Grant and Cy. That was a Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant was. was <laughs> that was together. the let's run pin downs for Jeremy Grant for twelve minutes. Well, I actually do want to say something. Jeremy Grant has been one of the brightest spots of this last five, mm. six, seven games. He's like been I, incredible. I, I I was extremely critical of him. You know, a handful of games ago, maybe four or five games ago, and I still think there's a lot of sort of questioning about uh, about him. But for number one, I. It, I, I don't know if I'm over the hump on believing in his shot because it just doesn't look good to me. But it does. he's shooting such a good percentage. We're this late in the year. He's going to be at 40%, I think, now after today's game. Um, and then he has made an effort to get on the boards or at least just to be around the paint. So how are you guys feeling about the Jeremy Grant long-term fit at this very moment? Far better than we all were two weeks ago, three weeks ago, yeah. right? And not really surprising. I think everyone, even those who were at their wits end with Grant, kind of knew it's going to take time. It's going to take more minutes alongside Jokic. Playing with a bad bench is not necessarily an audition. Yeah. Um, the rebounding is going to be a concern for me. I, it, it will continue yeah. to be one. And Because we're kind of squinting to see. Like, he is right. doing a little bit. It's like, bit oh, he's, he's averaging six per game now yeah, as yeah. opposed to three and a half. And it's not great. But, but he's playing 35 minutes now compared yeah. to uh, Right, you know, exactly. 20. So th- it's always going to be a concern. But, look, you want to... You want a guy who can play out of the dunker spot, and you want a guy who can hit threes next to Jokic. So, in that sense, it's looking like a good fit. Yeah. Did you guys know that Nikola Jokic scored 25 points tonight? I did not. <laughs> it did not feel like a 25. But to his credit, here's the thing about Jokic is, you pointed, you were talking about this. It seems like the Nuggets are just taking threes. I mean, there is a bit of Memphis said, okay, Jokic is the head of the snake. Mm-hmm. Going to take that away. And he's kicking out to guys. And they didn't even shoot that poorly. It's just that there's not, like – it's hard to punish them when you don't have the threats because they're always just going to pack that paint. Denver wasn't in the paint tonight. 
Other than Jokic. No, not at all. They weren't even, like, making an effort. They weren't trying to hide it. They were just... uh, But, again, there is a push and pull to basketball, and if the team is going to sit in the paint, you need to shoot threes and not... And threes add up quick. You hit three, four in a row, and they're like, okay, we can't do this anymore. We have to extend, and now everything's open. That just never happened. Make Torrey Craig beat us. Um, (laughs) My my take on Jeremy Grant, who we were just talking about a couple of seconds ago, I think by the end of the season, we're going to say, okay, this guy can definitely be the power forward of the future next to Jokic. What do you think he'll be? The pa- the power <laughs> forward of the future. Really? He, he wants next to, to Jokic. Yeah. Do you think yeah. the power forward? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't believe you, I can't believe you didn't pick up on the fact that he was trying to make fun of how you say the word forward. Power forward. <laughs> He's been making fun of it for like He's for also going to be like affordable, right? If you look at where their money is, you you got to find a four that fits, but also a four that fits that you can like afford. And Grant will slide nice. I think he might be in the kind of like tier you're pulling from. I just Afo- think affordable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I just think he's getting better and better by the month. And at the end of the year, he's going to be even better than he is right now. He's, I so, he's so good lately. Because I really do buy into the fact that going from a play style in Oklahoma City to a no. play style in Denver is a huge difference. I mean, we, we talked about that. At the beginning of the season, but we probably didn't even account for how big of an adjustment that you is. Mean so. A play style where you just watch Russell yeah. Westbrook. And you pretty see much what stand in the corner and Absolutely. then, yeah. you know. I put this on Twitter the other day, like when we played the Rockets and Harden was out, and you, if you're an ancillary player on the Rockets and Harden's not playing, you allow yourself for a minute to think, oh, maybe I'll be able to shoot the ball tonight. But then, yeah. maybe I should, like, but get then my Westbrook is in and Westbrook shoots like 36 shots. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Terrible. He, he also gets guys wide open. I mean, it's a little bit of yeah, give Westbrook a little bit of credit. It's a specific style that's opposite of what Denver. Although Denver doesn't move the ball anymore. Like, let's get this idea of Denver being a. Team I was going to say, man, not. how different is the offense? There's a lot of pick and roll between <laughs> two guys and a lot of guys spotting up. Oh, like, yeah. you watch a team like Memphis, who one of the things I really love that they did is they advance that ball every time. It's mm. not a dribble the ball up the court. It's an advance the ball and sprint up the court. And it's just like. Denver does so many. Denver, I don't know. They've just changed. I they mean, just changed Memphis, so much. Indiana, New Orleans. We've seen a lot yeah, of these teams over the last couple of weeks have been like, wow, that's what the Nuggets offense used to look like. It's that's so how it used sad. to feel. Yeah. They're not even close. No. Like, <laughs> but they're on pace for their best record. Yeah, so it might And the offense, sad. per like offensive like rating, is actually something. very close to what it was last yeah. year. Um, but a lot of that just has to do with how dominant Jokic has been. No. Since the first month of the season, yeah. So the, the you, numbers are, are around the same. All right. Well, maybe we take a break. We're gonna. You want to send in your questions because you're you're gonna. We wanted to send all kinds of questions. We want to talk about what you want to talk about, and it doesn't have to be basketball related. When no. you're in the losers' lounge, when we're in the winners' lounge. We want to celebrate the win. We want to relive every little detail. Every moment. When you're in the the losers' lounge. Let's send us forward. your favorite sitcoms. Let's talk about your favorite actors. Your Someone favorite already asked Adam? me if I'm going to the club tonight because I got oh, a leather jacket. Wow. What kind of club does it look like? I was like just going to say, hard no. More of a billiards, I would say. Like a whiskey bar? I can see it. No, 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 no. This is like uh, Top Gun. Uh, oh, wow. Club, that cool? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just like a No, it's a club. We all go there. Leather jacket. Brendan looks like he's about to hustle somebody at pool. Like he's like really good, but he's about to be down 100 to Come get this work at Candlelight tonight. I I won't be there. I'll let you hustle me. I'll let you hustle me all night long. That's so sweet. That was really sweet. It's weird. Send us that that in. We're going to continue this from the Losers Lounge here on the DNVR podcast presented by. 
It's illegal peas. What are you on the show? You're, 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 you're out of here, D line. You're out of here, D line. You know what? It's not that it's not warranted, but it still feels bad. Yeah. I just ordered a lift for you, Eric. Yeah. Take us to break. I have a car. Take us to break, or should I say, Take us to break. Oh, oh my God! Don't stare. Transition. I should say break. Okay. Um, because we got a new break brew to talk about. Uh, on oh, we do. What is it? Oh, wow! Big. It is the Mile High City <laughs> Copper Lager burr, 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 burr. from Breck Dude. Brew. <laughs> the world's worst air horn. <laughs> You guys have probably seen us put it out on Twitter, but in collaboration with the Denver Nuggets Brecken, Breckenridge Brewery, proud to release. The Mile High City, a br- brilliantly bright, full-flavored copper lager. The people watching this, they like the Denver Nuggets. They mm-hmm. like the DNVR Nuggets. And now they like the Denver Nuggets beer by Breckenridge Brewery. Yeah, if you like hoops and you like DNVR, this is right up your alley. If you haven't had a chance to try it yet, we're going to be at uh, Stoney's Uptown on Thursday. Watch party. Come get your first taste. Breck mm-hmm. will be there. Also, our guy D-Line over here will be releasing a, a limited edition shirt so get their rsvp to guarantee <laughs> limited edition a chance to buy one yo there uh i'm actually really proud of this shirt okay when i, when I showed <laughs> when i show when i show adam he gave me the same response that i always get out of adam which is like yeah it looks pretty good but i i've seen heart, it i think it looks great it's great it's an awesome shirt i'm like Kobe Bean Bryant, Aww. pushing his teammates to be their it's best. It's true. And here you are looking up to me for approval. You know when you'll get it? I'm, when we get a and championship. And who am I in this? I'm you, Smush Parker. You're like Kobe in that you think you're pushing your teammates to be better, but you're annoying all of us. <laughs> you are You are Sasha Vujicic. <laughs> what did you say? Is it Sasha, Sasha? Yeah, he could be a Vujicic or like a Radmanovic. Radmanovic. I feel good about that. Smush Parker. Uh, but I have to say, no, he's, he's more of a Turiaf. But he's dude, got high energy. You're way better than Smush Parker, though. Thank you. That no, feels good to hear. Turioff. Turioff is great. He might he, be better than Turioff. I'm a bench guy. Oh, wow. He's better than Turioff. I'm a, I'm a good sure. bench guy. I'm a definitely a good bench guy. But absolutely, come out. Like, um, This is a cool shirt. It's We did it in uh, conjunction with Breckenridge Brew themselves mm-hmm. uh, and the Nuggets, in a way. And uh, we're going to reveal it. Um, it's cool. You'll like it. Limited edition. If you want it, you got to make sure you make it out to the watch party. We don't know if we're going to run it again. So, oh yeah! If you want the shirt, you show up to the sh- to the sh- to the uptown. Sunny's uptown. <laughs> so, so uh, come so uptown. <laughs> uh, Stoney's is, is the name of the place. Move, move, move this along, Harrison. But uh, yeah, a couple other notes on this Mile High City Copper Lager. It was brewed to celebrate the Denver Nuggets, and it is the perfect courtside companion. Mile High City beer is launching in January. It's actually now launched and will be available through April at Pepsi Center and across Colorado in 12-ounce cans and 15 packs. I got to say, I didn't really know what a copper lager was, but it's pretty damn good. It's legit good. Like, uh, it it finishes very smooth. Would you say clean? It doesn't taste like copper at all. Very clean. (laughs) Has has no copper notes at all. It finishes very smooth. This, This beer, very drinkable. As evidenced by the fact, I think this is my fourth. Would you say, <laughs> would you say quaffable? No, I think that <laughs> a quaff is a haircut. Yeah. Are we, a hairdo. No, 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 quaffable. It's a drinkable. Quaffable, drinkable. Google it. Are we moving on? Right now. Uh, we are moving on. But first, though, gotta let you know that we're now covering Colorado's professional rugby team, Colorado Raptors. 
Reporter Colton Strickler is taking you inside the locker room with DNVR I'm not Raptors. Tough enough for, for rugby, man. <laughs> There's no way. I, I have played my last. It's like tougher than football. Oh, way tougher. Yeah. I played rugby for like maybe can a you, total of five minutes. Can we let Harrison get through? But, you're, but you're also you're, you're very you're barely tough enough for a uh, post game Nuggets no, show. No doubt about it. I'm not tough enough to just like drink too many beers in a row. Uh, yeah, but check out oh, check out the uh, DNVR Raptors podcast uh, hosted by Colton. DNVR, uh, it's it's pretty much like all our other podcasts, you know. But on rugby. Yeah, but on rugby. You can also <laughs> join this amazing team community on the DNVR Raptors Twitter account to get, get a daily look at what Colorado rugby is all about. These guys have an opportunity to be really great this year. We're excited to take you on that journey. If you didn't know, the Raptors play at Infinity Park in Glendale, just east of Cherry Creek. And beyond checking out our coverage, you should really go down there and watch a game. Awesome venue, full of amazing fans, and their price is unbeatable. Kids are getting in for just five bucks right now. Did you see the photo we posted on oh our Instagram God. of that dude with the thighs? Yeah, absolute unit. Dude is a unit. Absolute unit. Like imagine that guy running full speed at you, and it's like go tackle <laughs> yeah. without any gear. Yeah. Just tackle that guy. Yeah. No way, man. I would yeah. quit rugby. That dude, <laughs> you th- you that could, dude was it a unit? You could probably get me in for the five dollar price. <laughs> are you a kid? Kids are getting in for five with the right outfit. <laughs> How hard you sneak just put Adam next to work? Just Adam, hold my hand as we walk in. It's easy. Yeah, check Look out CoronaRaptors.com and then download the DNVR Raptors podcast as well. Can I tell you guys a story? Oh my god, <laughs> story time with Adam. <laughs> this is a rugby story. It's actually my only rugby this, story. Is this a real estate? Is this a hundred percent a real story? I was once traveling. This is like I was twenty-two years old. I was traveling against uh, Port Elizabeth, South South Africa. And there was the Super Bowl of rugby. It's called the Super 14. Humble brag. Humble brag. No, this story is actually dope. And I didn't know anything about rugby. Uh, or, so we were, like, walking, and these guys, like, pulled their car over to, like, take a piss or something. They ran off the highway. Mm-hmm. And we stopped them and said, hey, do you guys know where they're watching the Super 14? And they're like, dude, every bar at anywhere is watching the Super 14 today. And they're like, well, your accent, where are you guys from, America? They're like, hop in the car with us. You're hanging out with us. It's our bachelor party. Come with us. We'll go. We're going to watch the game. Drank with these dudes, these South African dudes, all night. Probably they drank you under the table. 50 beers. 50 beers by 10 o'clock. Took a, I guess that's, that's the story. Is that they're great. Yeah. Anyway, we watched the Super 14. <laughs> and at the very end, the celebrating. I was hanging out with these guys for like two or three hours. I don't know how long a rugby match is. Time was, was no detail. And as soon as the match was over, our team won. I can't even remember. I think the Sharks or something. And this dude, who's about my size but 40 pounds heavier, I go like this like we're going to hug. And he walks up to me and just slaps me in the face. <laughs> As a celebration. <laughs> I was like, who the heck is this man? I did hear rugby has 20 times more concussions per year than football. Even just watching it, apparently. I was just not like, a I'm not even tough enough to watch rugby. He was like apparently. stoked. He was oh, so stoked. Then I like, kissed me, actually. On the lips. Like, just... <laughs> Oh All right, Nuggets fans, the bar is set. The bar is set. Yeah, it's next wow. watch party. People are going to be seven up like, oh. How of a bachelor party. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I have questions. Let's get, some, questions. let's get to some questions. At VA Tiger wants to know, how worried are you guys about not getting a top two or even four seed? How important is seeding oh, for the Very worried. Nuggets? Very, very worried. Very worried. It's tight, man. And they're in the tough set- stretch of schedule, and they're obviously injured. It's... It's the worst good. time for them to lose these these guys' injury was now, yep. where, where they had three back-to-backs in a row. Like, what? Yeah. And this other back-to-back coming up. This was the worst time in the schedule to get injured like this. And you're playing these teams, right? Houston, yeah. Utah. I mean, these are head-to-head games. Yes, so. I'm very worried. I'd be very worried about a first-round matchup against the Rockets, the Jazz, even the Mavs. Yeah, seeding's crucial. Clip, they need they need Clippers, yeah. yeah. Lakers. I'm, oh, so, yeah, yes, I'm very far. worried. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's this is tough because they look bad, but they look bad because they don't have their full complement of players, right? So, And Memphis is good, and Denver was like, as much as this was an ugly game, Denver wasn't that far off tonight, no, and huh. they were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. There was no point in the game that I was able to use my rational brain and think that we were, we were going to win. Mm. My like irrational fandom brain, yeah. I was like, we're, we're, we're coming. Back. I've only ever met that brain. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen the that's rational the only, brain. That's the only one I share. Okay, that's yeah. the only one I share. But my personal private brain, I was like, this does not look good. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if I would call it worry. I th- here's, the, here's the thing. So the Nuggets are in a new era. Last year was the last era where you just worried they were going to get in. Right, mm-hmm. and now it's like they're gonna get in. They're gonna be one of those seeds, and they're gonna match up with a team. And home court advantage certainly matters. But like, I don't know that I'm prepared to worry about that for every game. I'm more worried about the Nuggets looking good going into the playoffs. And I just think this Nuggets team can be really, really good if it comes together for them in a way that hasn't yet this year. But they now with Michael Porter Jr. maybe in the mix. I mean, tonight made me nervous. He did play 22 minutes, but just the quick hook in that fourth or third or whatever it was makes me nervous. But assuming they can integrate Jamal Murray integrate Jeremy continue to integrate him and integrate Michael Porter Jr. They could be the five seed, but I'd be like, man, this team's ready. Let's do it. Or they could be the two seed and I'd be like, man, they just have to grind through everything. Listen, I don't like man, it. Like I'm looking at last year's playoff effort. Like that's, that's where we're at. Like that's who we are. I really think so. And then you add Michael Porter Jr. On top of that, like, I'm. I'm really. I'm not. I'm not worried. Like, I'm sure, worried but about, you got to get the top four seed because you true, have true. to play the San Antonio's or the Portland's it's of true. last year to. You Although, know. maybe uh, this is what I'm saying. Though, is I'm. I don't know about that. Like, yes, of course, it would be easier to beat those teams, and I'd rather have my cake and eat it too. I'd rather the Nuggets come together right now, look great, and get the two seed or one seed, and then play one of those easy teams. But if I had to choose, and I think we're going to have to choose between the Nuggets looking good going into the playoffs or having a top seed. I just want them to come together, and that might take playing Michael Porter Jr. 28 minutes a night just to get over that hump and lose two or three more games. Well, to that point, assuming that the Paul Millsap thing is just in t- like highly um, cautious, right, that there's not like something more sin- significant we haven't heard about yet, then I do like that approach. I know this is a tough stretch, but to your point, like, okay, maybe it's about having everyone healthy and clicking Correct, in yeah, April exactly. and not right now. I just There is a big difference between the two and the three, though. That's the thing, because you're either playing Oklahoma City or you could be playing the Clippers. Right. Like that. That is the big difference for me. I think these are all going to be tough, and you're you are absolutely right. There's no doubt that the Memphis, San Antonio, uh, Thunder, all Portland, even those teams are not mm-hmm. on the same level as everybody above Dallas. But I don't know. I, Denver, I thought limped into the playoffs last year. If you remember the post All Star Nuggets, were Do you remember the last game of the season. No, they looked like. Shit for the first, like three quarters, then put it together to. Oh yeah, and like who was it? It was like a team that had. I think nothing, it was Minnesota right? who was who like had nothing already to play done for. for the yeah, year. it was Minnesota. <laughs> and yeah, almost blew that one. And it would have blown yeah. the whole thing apart. But yeah, yeah their master limped, plan almost foiled. They limped into the playoffs last year, and I just don't want that to happen again because I think this year's Nuggets needs to like have that confidence, that swagger, and just know who they are. And I, right now, I just don't feel like I know who the Nuggets are. Are the Nuggets this offense we saw tonight? If so, like, don't care if they're the two seed. No, they're, they're not. not though. I no, agree. They're, they're not. They're, they're not. a top ten offense. They are. I know, but are they a top ten offense that can be a top one offense on some nights? Like, right now, I just don't feel like the Nuggets are ever a top one offense. Yeah. That's the thing is that they, they looked, like, particularly clunky for the last three months. <laughs> yeah. But for 
some period they were the number one offense in the NBA. Yeah, it was and like it was a like, five-game stretch. It, right, it, was when, the, it was when, you know, it was longer than a five-game stretch. It was but like it was just like games. when Jokic was balling. balling right. You know? And I have I have complete faith that we're going to see that version of Jokic when the I, I do, too. Out. That part I do. I mean, that's, yeah. what I mean that's what I mean. Like, I, I really think this team can lock in. Um, there's some part of, uh, you know, the maturing process where you just – you want to see your team perform on a night where they don't want to perform. They just, yeah. by default, they're able to overcome. But I, I just don't think that's NBA basketball. You know, I mean, there, there's some part of an 82 game season where there are days that just they just don't look good, yeah. and it's you, you get wrapped up because you're a fan. And like you were talking about earlier, like you you waited all day to watch this. You've been thinking about it, breaking it down. Like, okay, we beat Memphis twice now. Um, this team really can't hold a candle to, to the Nuggets, and then they show up, and then just every now and again, they just, you yeah. know, like it just. Sometimes when you travel, you just feel like garbage. And the just... Lakers and Bucks are like the only teams that don't do this. Every other team doesn't, and Denver's clearly in the category of team that it, this wasn't even. Was this a bad loss? They didn't play well. No, Memphis has been Memphis playing well. Yeah, they the were short-handed on the road. Against against handed, yeah. it's not, not a, a bad. Not it a wasn't bad a bad one. It's no. just that they didn't like rise to the occasion. Yeah, it was like we a disappointment. Eighty-two games it, a year. It, it was a disappointment. Five seconds is really. Yeah, I feel like why we're all like there wasn't a. It was fun. It was fun. I was just gonna say every time Jeremy Grant shot, it was fun. Jake Vandenberg wants to know if Gary can't figure it out on O, if. Um, how long can he be the starting two? Oh boy, this these, the Gary convo is a difficult one. Gary has. Can you do the sad? Gary has earned the right. Gary has earned the right to try to get out of this slump, and he's earned the right to be given a, a lot of you know a long leash in trying to get out of this slump. Um, so how long of a leash though? Because we are fifty games into the season. I'm I'm saying he gets the entire season. In oh, my wow. opinion, I think he does. What about last season? Well, <laughs> I mean, he I was injured a lot saying. last season. But and he I, also does something for his team. He defends. Right. And we throw that out like it doesn't matter, but it does. I, I think – I just think with this team as it's currently made up and, like, Malik Beasley has looked great. He played terrible tonight. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just think he deserves – I'm actually be that starter for the entire season. I'm, a, I'm actually completely with you on this. Like, and then, based on what happens in the playoffs, then you make the determination over the summer. The Will Barton move, the like maybe two games in or three games in, if he's still like yep. just zero for eight or something, you're like, yeah, hey, man, we need shooting. Yeah. The craziest thing is that his offense is so unbelievably inept currently. Oh yeah. But we've seen it look the other way. Like we've seen it look like it's been a while. I mean, it's been this whole season, but and and, and the last one <laughs> and, the last, yeah. and the one before. But no, I, no, the one before he's awesome. I, I I'm a Gary believer. I mean, I don't, I don't think you could forget to how to play basketball. Like I, there's just other it's factors com- at play. Com- there's a lot of confidence. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like I I really think he can find it again. And Gary, when he's on and clicking, is like yeah, I agree. It feels like a like, of course we're gonna roll with him. I think Harrison's right about the timeline of decision making. But, I mean, I just don't know how you can watch Gary right now and have confidence that it's coming around. I would love to be wrong. I don't need to, like, beat this horse every night. It's but. more like you you give him the opportunity to earn that, but we're sitting here like, mm, I mean, yeah. Like, short, he's not, dude, shorting Gary. He's not even close. And, like, Gary Harris has set a high standard for himself true. in his yeah, career. True. Yep. And so to just be objective, like Nuggets analyst, when Gary's not locking down the best player on the other team, he is – from below average to bad right now. Here's yeah. a here's a counter to that. When uh, Harris has a bad night, he usually guards somebody well and just doesn't score. 
when Beasley has a bad night, he neither guards anybody nor scores. Mm-hmm. So there, there Beasley at least has a much lower floor. A much lower floor. It's just that Beasley more frequently scores. Like he yeah. just is, he's he's more locked in on that side. So who knows? But you know, like you made a good point here. Like you know, Beasley struggled tonight too. So I, I, mean, I just worry that Beasley's not. Probably, we're talking about him, and he's got like four more games left in a Nuggets uniform. That's the <clears> that's <throat> the part I worry about. The Nuggets, by the way, if they don't get some of these guys back. You know when you make a trade at the deadline, there's always that like 48 hour period where the, they haven't gone through. You're faxing the trade yeah. to the league, and it's like backed up at the deadline. Yeah, but, but that's a real thing. But, but can like, you think imagine this gets backed up? This at the Nuggets deadline. roster has nobody healthy. So can you imagine if Beasley, Wancho, and Monte were packaged in a deal, and those yeah. guys were unavailable for one game, and it was like, all right. We got six guys, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna activate Bull Bull for. <laughs> and it's, Bring it, yeah. PJ you know shoot twenty times. Tyler yeah. Zeller, anybody? Ooh, anybody? <laughs> um, I'm hated by all. Wants to know chances <laughs> that Harris moves to the bench. Thrill at two, MPJ at three. No, there's no chance, because this is not an objective question. This is what will Michael Malone do? Yeah, right. This is there, there's no chance. I, I don't know what your bench unit looks like because I've thought about this a lot. And that might be Denver's best lineup. It would be the one that makes me the happiest, I think. At least I'd love to see it. But what does your bench look like? Monte, Gary, Tory, Grant, and Plumlee? Like, mm-hmm. man, that lineup is not going to score. It's going to have a real hard time That's scoring. That's going to be so least. bad. Bench, though, is a weird it, – it's now that we're not doing the hockey lineups anymore. No, but we, anymore. we're only not doing that because guys are hurt. I know, but I'm saying, like, MPJ is on that lineup. You know what I mean? It's like MPJ, Grant, uh No, 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 Monte. no. If you started, I'm saying if you started MPJ. I see. Oh, MPJ starts? Barton, yeah, Murray, that was the question. MPJ. Start gotcha, Barton gotcha, and MPJ. Yeah. I would love that lineup, and I actually think it might be their best playoff lineup. Like, it might not get there in time because I don't know if we're going to get enough minutes to see yeah. it. But to me, that's the lineup that has the highest ceiling for Denver. Um, I agree. I think I agree with that. Do the Nuggets rest anyone on Friday? Against no. Milwaukee? No. No. They need wins. Oh, Friday in Milwaukee. So Thursday is Utah. Oh, I thought you meant Thursday. I, uh, you can't I'm, rest Utah. That's a division you, you, game. Yeah, no, you got to try no to win chance. Utah. Yeah, maybe it would be a good idea to rest in Milwaukee. But it's like They're not going to. There's no chance. No Why? Way. Well, you also can't really rest anyone. That's what I mean. There's no one available. Yeah, How, who are you rest But you, play, you rest Jokic and you, know, you play Vanderbilt 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, and you just kind of punt that game and are like, whatever. I don't think that. No, there's no way. Michael Michael Malone does not do that. Well, the thing that's concerning is, you know, it looked like a knee-to-knee. It didn't look like a structural, I mean, knock on wood, it didn't look like it was an injury. But it could be a deep bruise that's just like, it's going to last a week and a half. It's going to hurt. It could be a purdle. It could be a purdle. Oh, God, he got purdled. A purdle hurdle. He got purdled. Um, Purple purdle. Happened right away, too. Dang it. Uh, At Roger underscore 220. Why does Malone only pull MPJ when five uh, guys are struggling? We talked about this earlier. This is uh, off record, but this is like a this is like a dad wanting to coach his son up. You know, like <laughs> like, like he's harder on the one he sees the most promising. A flip side of that, Bill Hanslick used to be the guy that always Doug Mo always yelled at, and apparently this is the story that they would tell is that whatever Alex English would screw up, Mo would be like. Hanslick, what the hell? <laughs> like, it'd, it'd be like he's yelling at Alex, but he's using Hanslick as the guy's like, you intermediary. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just think that's, that's not it. what's happening in this instance. No, I, I really just think, I <laughs> think that's it, story. is that Malone sees what we all see, that Michael Porter Jr. is 
destined to become a star in this league. And so he's harder on him because he sees real potential in him. Right? I, I, li- I like that theory. Yeah. I love that theory. I don't yeah. buy it, but I, I, I love that theory. I want to buy that theory. But I, I do wonder, like, and this isn't a knock, I just wonder about the inevitability of some sort of subconscious development of, like, the fans want MPJ. MPJ wants to go. He's this big time star. Would you say it's Inat? I've got a team. Yeah, I've got a team that won fifty four <laughs> games last year. I like Mike. He's a good player, but we don't need him. That conversation is not is not a, an accurate portrayal of like what's going on in Denver. And I just wonder if maybe he's developed a, a resistance to it because the entire world insists that he's wrong and he's earned the benefit of the doubt. I don't know, man. I, like, uh, I think. <laughs> I think Malone re- really does recognize that Porter is an incredible talent. I, I really do think he recognizes that. Um, but he's a quote-unquote rookie. And yeah. when a guy is a rookie, you know, that, that means something. That means that they're not going to be great on defense, you know? Right. And, like, his mistakes are really loud. Um, and they're mistakes that are coachable mistakes. They're, they're mistakes where he's, like, not switching. He's, like, he's doing something that's, like, wrong in the system it's that has nothing to do with his talent it has nothing to do with who he is inherently as a basketball player it's that he's messing up in a way that is correctable and so yeah but there's a flip side to all this and this is like this is adam philosophy here like about the player Uh, growth uh, and development but i think there's a lot uh, of yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) but i think there's a lot of like almost like training a dog Growing up, my dad's way of training the dog was like hit it every time it did anything. Like if you read any books on he, dogs, it's like, Adam means not, pet it. He pet it every time. Yeah, it's like that's actually not dogs. Just are like, why the heck are you yelling at me? I don't understand any of this. Um, and please I think, stop hitting please me. Please stop hitting me. <laughs> and like I think uh, with with players, there's something to this too. Like yes, it is things that he can correct. But there's something too, like you screwed up that rotation. Now get on the bench. It's like, well, I'm not going to get a chance to not screw up the next. I just need like a thousand reps of that, and I'll get. That's I, he's MPJ's not saying this, but I think this is what it is. Is, yeah. dude, you just need. You have to get used to the speed of play. You have to get used to that. Listen, stuff. man, though, I'm saying like all we do is criticize the way that Malone has handled MPJ. Like he should be starting. He should have been starting yeah. from the beginning. Like, totally. Yeah. He's, and he's just he's he's bringing him along, and we're seeing real improvement. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I think like Malone's plan is working. I just trying to figure out like why because we are at the point now where he's a part of the rotation, and there's been so much discussion about letting him play through it, and he's just still hesitant to do that. And, and, and that's just clear, you know. I also, but, I also think with Malone, we all have our things that just like drive us crazy, that grind our gears. And it's like, there's certain trademark. Well, like, my wife has this thing with like certain like uh, sounds or something, you know, where like it'll be something I don't even notice. And she's like, what's that high pitched sound or something? I'll be like, oh, sorry, I, computer's doing something that I didn't even notice. But to her, it's like grinding her. I think Malone's that way with defense. Like, he's not noticed. Sometimes in the heat of the game, that glaring mistake is like just so bright and so frustrating. That's like, yeah, the rage. Goes uh, well, Brendan said this early in the year, and it's the only thing I've li- ever listened to Brendan say. But he was saying that this is the one time in MPJ's career, probably, that he will be coachable. Oh, and that's a great point. I like that. I know it was. I I, I locked wow, on. That it. was a great point, Brendan. E- everything else, everything else, Brendan has said is is complete garbage. Everyone knows that. I accept this. But this um, is the most, this yeah. is like the most coachable time of MPJ's career because we can all see. And there's no chance. I mean, you can't be a person that's been around basketball your entire life, like Michael Malone, and not recognize the greatness in front of you with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. He clearly does. He really so does. and so he's 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 bringing him along in a way that is like not encouraging bad habits right like because somebody with that unbelievable immense talent could just you know they they will 
forge their own path sure, because sure. they're good enough to do it. And Malone is trying to like keep him to the straight and narrow because Michael Porter Jr. has played less than in one college season collectively his entire career from high school to now. So he needs to be, you know, sort of held in check. And so it's right. It's right to treat him with this sort of military, like hard-nosed approach because you're looking for the future with this guy. It's not all about this year. I, I do agree. This is what makes this conversation so fascinating is like they're really – I really don't know what the right answer is. I really don't. Like we talk about like our opinions of this or that, but I really don't know if this is right. The one thing I will say, the military discipline approach I don't think is any type of master plan. I think that's like Malone – cannot not be that guy that's the only guy he can be well right i mean that being said i mean that is means hard coaching right well like, here's the one thing i'll say didn't work with nurkic don't think it's going to work with beasley well there's okay. there nurkic. are exam- huh do you, do you want do you want the nurkic hey temperament? man th- listen this is the nba you have to figure out how to coach guys that aren't like worthy of your longer leash or whatever like they're you need Nurkic to be a great player for you. You can't afford to lose a guy like that and a first-round pick just to get rid of him when he's a good player. Although Beasley, I think, is going to – we talked about this off the air. I worry Beasley is going to win a playoff series for somebody that's not Denver. But hold, like, but hold on. Nurkic – Malone didn't lose Nurkic because of hard coaching. Malone lost Nurkic because he went out and then – Joker came in and took his spot. Sure. And then he was just pouting about that, and then everything sort of snowballed. It wasn't just because he was mean to him, and he crumpled up like a, a little flower. Maybe. Maybe it was an unsalvageable thing. I mean, maybe. Maybe not. I'm just saying as a coach, it is important to be principled. But in the NBA, if you're so principled about a thing that it costs you to lose a great value, a great player for nothing, or actually and, and throw an asset into it, that's a failure no matter how you slice it. And maybe there was only failures with Nurkic. Maybe there was no saving it. Yeah. But I'm just saying there you have to find ways to reach people that sometimes go outside of the sure. of your own comfort zone. Yeah, but but Malone like Malone's number one I I think. Like his number one attribute as a coach is his ability to relate with his players. Like sure, this, has players, seen, I'll say it. this has been seen over and over. Like LeBron James loves him. Anybody that's coming into his sphere is generally in his camp and like really appreciates his candor and his ability to sort of just relate to players on a personal level. And Nurkic, it, it wasn't about that. It was just about losing his spot maybe, to Jokic. Uh, but uh, getting back to MPJ, I don't think he's losing MPJ at all. Seems like it's either. working. You hear either. MPJ talks. He understands why Malone's doing it. What did he tell us the other night? You got to play defense to get minutes from Malone. He understands this, and he's been great. And he's getting regular minutes at he this is, point. Yeah. Even he tonight, is. 22. Like, yeah. Was, that was enough. But I, I, I wish he played more. I think what the, the specific question is, like, doesn't it feel like there are still moments where he's singling him out oh, and, yeah. and really giving it to him, and it's not necessarily fair? So how how Malone is coaching MPJ actually reminds me of how he coached Jamal Murray over the last couple yeah. of years. And I, I think you can draw a couple parallels between those two situations. Like, okay, Malone recognizes this can be a franchise guy. I'm going to coach him really hard because I know how good he can be. He probably said that to himself with Jamal Murray a couple years ago. Murray always talks about how hard Malone coaches him and how Murray is cool with that. Um, I wonder if that's kind of the same line of thinking with MPJ. This guy can be really good. This was just to your point a couple minutes ago. This guy can be really good. If, If I just really am on him and if I really coach him up hard, that's going to be the best thing for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just give him the, like, Get, let's build the very solid base that then his God-given talent can grow from. And yeah. you have the fundamentals and you have like you're really concerned about rotations on defense and things where 
you know, maybe he wouldn't even think about that if he was just out there uh, shooting it up like he was for his game and a half for his college career. Right. You know, so it, it, it's important because, you know, um, like you say, coaching in the NBA is primarily it's psychological. Oh, I feel yeah, like. totally. Like the, the be- I mean, Leadership. Phil and, Jackson, you know. really, like, I mean, he wasn't the X's and O's guy. He was really just about, you know. The figure- Zen master, man. Yeah, he was figuring out how to sort of, like, mitigate all of these, like, out-of-control egos. And totally. Michael Porter Jr. is an immensely talented, gifted person. And you could see just in the fact that he, like, his first act when he ar- arrived in Denver was to hustle a kid <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of his Jordans. I forgot about this. Right? Like he, oh, like man. His, out of I'm, his Jordans like he, he couldn't I mean, even wear. Yes, like his, I mean, it could really, like, it could go, it could go a bad <laughs> so way. Funny it could absolutely happened. go a bad way with MPJ, and so it's good oh, to sort totally. of, like, yeah, get people point. grounded. So Yeah, point. and the thing we did not talk about is that Malone left MPJ in the game Yeah, after yeah, that that's happened. True. That's For true. For, like, 30 seconds. Well, but, still, but, but he still. did not pull him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he went back to the starters eventually, but he didn't pull Can him I, because you, of that. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of all of these things, and yeah. I think what this is, is why it's interesting. Why it's interesting. What's definitely true is that Malone wants the best for Michael Porter Jr. Well, yeah, because that's the, the best, best for, for him. Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and of course. I do think you're right, Eric. That like, if you were trying to trace it all back to one thing, almost all of this is some sort of reaction to that dynamic. I think. Yeah. Let me, because obviously with the Kobe stuff, we don't have to go into. We've spent a couple episodes on that by now, but um, I do want to say that we've been doing all of these, like remembering Kobe Bryant, going back. One of the things that's so fascinating to me when you go back and talk about a player's career is how much they change. And I'm actually sitting here thinking about the Yo. I, I watched Jokic a while back. I was watching some old interviews of him from his rookie season and sophomore season, just in the locker room. So different. it is wild how different he was as a personality. So much more carefree, you know, like uh, bliss, blissful, and just like naive in certain ways. Like he'll talk to anybody about anything. He's kind of happy-go-lucky. Jokic is a different person now. It, Kobe. You when Kobe came in, he was really trying to be hip hop. He was trying to rap. He wanted everything to be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like he really evolved into this like just completely different person. Right. Like grow, grew and mature. And it has me thinking like MPJ really is the Kobe rapping right now. Like he's the he, he's the he, he's the guy that's like trying to be cool and like has this image of what he's supposed to be. I don't. I feel like even MPJ is discovering who. Although he, is, he uh, MBJ sure. is MBJ is uh, Kobe smooth nineties R and B. <laughs> Is that a, what? Because he's like, couldn't you see MPJ wearing a gold chain and a turtleneck at, uh, at all events? I feel like just I might grooving. have. Yeah, just grooving. He's yeah, he's very nineties R and B girl. <laughs> yeah, he could definitely just say girl yeah, just, like ten time. times girl. in a row. Girl. Just lick his lips. <laughs> yeah, he, the, MPJ will definitely lick his lips for ten. But even I'll tell you what, Jamal, I feel like has changed the least. Actually, I feel like he's kind of he's a he has a very unique personality like his personality i think is pretty defined mm. i feel like he's not that different the one thing i'll say is you remember he threw candy at michael malone his rookie season and malone hated it so he was just very immature but i feel like murray <laughs> personality wise is pretty similar let's talk about the biggest transformation the nba has ever seen which is uh no Wancho came in looking like a little boy now no he's which, got is, tattoos which is which is uh kevin durant showing up wearing a backpack 
Oh wow! Oh god! <laughs> riding his Kevin riding his bicycle. Oh man! And everyone's like, and remember he had a whole Nike advertising campaign about what a nice guy he was. Oh totally! And now I would not use that. I would not use those words to describe Kevin Durant. It's amazing what a good marketing campaign <laughs> can do. Just got to get back on the bike. That's it. It's true. It's he's true. had an interesting one, man. Like I feel like, yeah, he's had a he's, he's had gone, a really interesting. Yeah, he's, one. He went from like child to villain. Yeah, he went the opposite. Yeah, he went that direction, but. Even just like I feel like a lot of people as they grow they sort of learn the game with the media and I feel like he unlearned it like it's <laughs> like he had it wrapped around his finger or he just stopped just stopped care he just stopped caring no you know what I would believe that if he didn't have burner accounts I'd believe that if he wasn't on Twitter arguing with people that he actually doesn't care he cares immensely that's we, part of what's so interesting he about cares him. about what other people say but he doesn't care about what he says to the media yeah he doesn't care anymore we have thirty four current viewers uh, maybe one of them is Kevin Durant who knows. Ooh. I have a question Odds for you, are. Brandon. Hey. One question for you. Okay. Can I have another Mile High City? <laughs> you're closest. You're closest I'll to the. You. You, you He's got another long arms. Actually, can I have question one too? before we go to a? Uh, we'll go yeah, to a someone's got else has got to do it though, because my phone died. Oh my god! All, All right, right. Then we'll go to break. We'll go to break. Harrison, right. take us to break. What? Rubber, rubber company. Hold on. I asked for nope, a mile high, and then you both today. got one. Unfortunately, uh, we've got Bojos today. Oh the only God. place where you can place. get a true Colorado mountain pie. Oh, can I just say, we went no, to Bojo's. Job is inter- but we went, <laughs> we went to Bojo's, and I forgot how un like this good. read. It was so good. I'm like, a little I, mad that I loved the hipster one or whatever. That was like my favorite. Yeah, one. yeah, you, yeah. You like the one with feta, which listen, oh, I, I love you, Bojo's. I that's not enough for me to overcome my <laughs> disdain for feta. You hate feta. Yeah. What is it about feta? Oh, the it's flavor. a personal thing. It's, a, it's the, the flavor. flavor the, the, way, the way it tastes the texture, as a food. Every part about it. Just like... <laughs> the, the texture's fine, but the flavor as a food. Where are you at on experience. feta? What? Super producer Kale, where are you at on feta cheese? Very lukewarm. Like, lukewarm yeah. <laughs> is... I can't believe I just threw that to Kale. Feta. <laughs> he could have had like... He had Brennan, feta, feta cheese. Feta, right. he feta cheese. Option. Feta, where are you at? I'm for it. For feta. Feta is amazing if it's on the right food item. Is what? pizza the right food? I item? don't know if pizza is the right <laughs> item. <laughs> it was I so have the hipster. I like a salad. Yeah, it was a certain type of salad and, a, and some all- feta black is sublime. But it was so <laughs> like it was so good. Like I was, I, I had I put feta on fish tacos. Great, fantastic. Fe- Avocado. That's the worst fish. thing anyone's no, like ever said to me. Fish, feta tilapia. on a fish yeah. taco. I don't know Try if that's it. the right Tomatoes, food. Maybe. Breaded tilapia. Maybe. Breaded tilapia. <laughs> it's the most bland. All right, I'm sorry. Breaded Finish the read. But Bojo's is, is GD delicious. I mean, Bojo's is amazing. My favorite thing about Bojo's, though, maybe the honey. Oh. The big oh, yeah. honey yeah. cheese bread. The, 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 the big oh. honey. <laughs> Are you a big honey guy? Big honey guy. Turbines. When turbines are honey, where are we going? Uh, or statues. <laughs> you have a bracket for wind by the end. Wind stuff. Statues. <laughs> wind stuff. Honey. Wind turbine. F. Mary You kill. guys probably know how much I've been thinking collars. about the Kobe Bryant statue over the last couple of days. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's going to be epic. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry real tears. <laughs> that was a good joke, though. I, I felt good. That was, was good. good. Bojo's. Yeah, check out Bojo's. They got gluten-free and plant-based options, too. Bojo's.com. People are high right now just like And what, hap- what happens if you mention DNVR at Bojo's? Free? Uh, the free cheese bread? Honey cheese bread. Yes. Honey cheese bread. The free free honey, honey cheese bread. bread. Just mention DNVR. Just mention DNVR. That's power, people. Just four letters. DNVR. Nice work. Boom. Um, do we have any questions from anybody? Does anybody have the ability to I check questions? It. Oh, thank God. Thanks, Harrison. 
This right, so what day. if Harrison yeah, never showed up? We'd be screwed. Are we talking sitcoms eventually? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what you obviously have? Just shoehorn your sitcom. Yeah, yeah. What is it? What is your favorite sitcom? I haven't. I don't know. I you, was gonna ask you. Adam, Adam was very, <laughs> very excited to talk about. Sitcom. I'm going. You don't home. have a single answer for your own. Stupid. I will say that I'm incredibly glad that Curb is back. Oh, I have enjoyed it. Curb has been. They're two for two this year, this season. Two for two. Banger. I like I like the premise of opening a spite shop next door to the. Oh my god, it's so good. But it feels like so it feels a little bit like they're playing the hits. I gotta say, but of course, oh, I love the hits. You best the hits. sitcom of all time. What is the best sitcom? No, that's it. That, that was a question. I'm a question. I, I, I'm, I'm, what is the best sitcom of all time? I just asked you, man. but I'm asking you right back. What What do you think? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> that you asked. It's probably <laughs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld's really re- for me really rewatchable. The funny thing about Seinfeld is there's a lot of people that like hate it. Yeah, but I, I, that might be a reaction thing. I wonder, like, oh, like it's so cool that I, like, a bunch I don't of people like had to Beatles. hear about Seinfeld uh, for yeah. five years, then finally watch it. I think the it. most like excited about a sitcom that I ever was was for uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Mm. Mm. That's yeah. a, you know what? It's that's a, a that's a great one. It's a good one. I like, liked Arrested Development, but I I'd never oh watched when it came back. I liked the first three seasons. Mm. When Arrested it came back, Development. I, it's it, the problem with Arrested Development is that the joke tapestry is so thick. Yeah, it's very thick. That you sort of have to watch it and yeah. then you have to, like take a break to let it all sit. Yeah. Like my favorite in. part about Arrested Development, at least this was early in the show. I don't know if it's in the latest ones, but. How in the like next time on Arrested Development? Oh yeah, it's nothing it's that never, actually yeah. ever yeah. happens yeah. in the show. It's just a good punch. That. <laughs> that show is brilliant. I'm about to it's rewatch that show. That is a good one. Yeah. I never yeah. got into the new when it came back though. It just felt different, like very different. Yeah. It's not good. Not I'm, like, good. Yeah. Should have never come back. What What is your favorite show currently on television? Veep was really good. It's no longer. But this oh, is Veep, very Veep might be Silicon the... Valley and Veep to me. Veep Their highs be, were very, very high. Yeah, Veep's a Mount Rushmore sitcom. Veep is also very dense. Like some of times when I watch Veep. I'll be like, man, I missed that joke the first because it's high volume, so quick high and volume. They don't like wait for you to catch up. You Mike know? McClintock to me is a goat character. Oh, he's so he's season great. two of, of Who's your, is that your f- number one? He's dude. He is my absolute favorite. <laughs> yeah, he's he is good. so funny. I gotta, I gotta watch. I've never seen Veep. Dude, are you, you kidding got, me? Oh man, you are gonna be a Veep person. Season I've never, I've never watched Veep. Either. A Veepman? Oh, you're gonna be a Veepman. <laughs> Gonna be a total. Be- I can't believe you haven't seen this. What do you want from me, Adam? I have I don't, a lot of, I don't have. I, I have limited time in my life. Another show that did you guys ever? Wonder Years was good. It's underrated. Wonder it got Years really corny fantastic. later on. Never saw it. It got yeah. corny later on though. It's like the first season is like a really same with Freaks and Geeks. Like there were some really really good episodes to Freaks and Geeks. I think that was. I uh, I never watched Freaks and Geeks when it was on, but I really me enjoyed either. Undeclared when it was on. Mm. Oh, his the college follow the college up from Appetite. Yeah, yeah, the college. Yeah, underrated. Follow. Charlie Donovan's in that. Right? So, but what about just? I mean, the, the on air is like a really strange concept at this point in time because you can watch anything whenever you want, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just started watching The Outsider. Have you guys seen? Yeah, that? I've heard no. of it. Yeah, it's on no. HBO, right? It's a Stephen King. Oh, I have novel. heard of that. Yeah. Um, or, I don't, oh, Showtime. No, HBO, no, it's on. HBO. It's on. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's on HBO. It is so good. Really? So far, uh, I'm gonna tell people to watch it, and I'm sure it's gonna fall apart like most shows. But yeah, right now, it's you want, you want a show that doesn't fall apart, gets better over time. The Leftovers on HBO. Really? Season one of The Leftovers is weird. Seasons two and three of The Leftovers, Pantheon level TV. Where do you guys stand on do we break, have any Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad is incredible. Yeah, of course, it's great. What is well, I know, but like, wh- where, 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 where? Like, what's mm. what's the like? Breaking Bad for me is the it's number one. Wow. That, not for me. I think Breaking Bad has- Hunter Us. Number one. Hunter Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the song does suck, but I'm in the middle of rewatching it. Of all of Entourage? Oh, yeah. 
Oh my god! I'm making my girlfriend watch it with me. I can't binge watch that show because I feel like one episode, and I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, oh god, I just need. You a feel greasy. Yeah, you feel a little like, all right. I could binge binge watch it literally it's every day. It's the same thing over and over. Did it's you, so good. Did you guys <laughs> watch? The day. Did you watch The Wire? The Wire. Oh, I mean, come on, yeah. yeah. iconic. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad has a little bit of M Night Shyamalan to me, where it's like the first time it's great, but there's there's a little bit of a trick. It's a little bit of like they know how to get the tension, and so the whole episode will be like new problem arises. Mm-hmm. Forty five minutes of like intense tension about yeah. everything going wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, crazy no, 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 and no, it's no. really good. No. And they do it; it's worth it. But I'm saying on rewatch, when you know, like, oh, I know how this train. It's a first watch. Scene. Yeah, show, I, this, I know I, how no to way, have the tension isn't there Listen, for you. So I I started watching Breaking Bad the second episode. Right. So you didn't watch the first episode. <laughs> Did you circle back and hit the pilot? Or <laughs> so my point is, is that I had to wait. I had to wait minimum one week. Very relevant. Oh, you didn't binge watch. I, I had to. I had to wait minimum one week in between every episode, oh. the entire series, and then sometimes a year plus between seasons. In the way that you ex- like recently experienced Breaking Bad, or I mean uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. So. After every episode, I would have a week to sort of try and like think about and process like what is happening, what's going on. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, wow, he fell apart pretty quick. <laughs> but like yeah, yeah, in yeah, real yeah. time, when in I was slow, 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 but I'm telling you, there's a little bit of a rhythm when you binge watch them, there's a little rhythm to it. Like, yeah, I agree. Like, you know what I mean? Like where mm. something happens out of the blue in the early on, and then it kind of the knife is over your head for 45 minutes. So, what's number one? Number one show? Number one is Wired. I mean, to me, that's it's number one. Yeah, to me, it's, it's, it's a really good show. The it's, Wire and Breaking Bad are like the only shows where I finish an episode and I was like, I've got to watch another one the right only now. Only shows? Wow, yeah. You've wow. Never... Harrison wins. Statues, <laughs> honey, television. They're long, too. Hour longs? <laughs> Hour long. longs are tough to go back to back. But, so, audience, let us know. Yeah, Wire? Which, what is it? What's number one? I have a question. If you could binge watch the Nuggets season right now, just dropped on Netflix. Absolutely not. No, you'd rather wait and just do it. One We're in like time. season five of Entourage right now. Get the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Nuggets, though. If right now, like Netflix is like announced, we have the Nuggets season. 2019, 2020. It doesn't tell you how many episodes you can't I'm know. only watching December. No, I'm, watch watch Jokic. I'm telling you, like, I, like, I, I, I like this season. They win almost every time I go to the Pepsi Center. I get to yell things like, you suck. Yeah, you owe you. I just, I mean, um, we are now, the, the the bar has been raised to a point where we want it to look a certain way, but. We do want it to look a certain but way. But I, like, I, I just. We have I, to feel a certain way, to Right, but, I, but I've just watched so many seasons where you're just like. Yeah, that's fair. We're just not going to win. <laughs> We're not going to win, and I'm going to yeah. watch it anyway. And then hopefully Kenneth Fareed will like throw one down when we lose by 25. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, and, and like totally talk. But there's just the some, there's something there's something nice about just like being able to throw it into autopilot and just be like, yeah, they're probably going to win. You know, like I'm yeah. gonna I want to eat a piece of pizza, and I'm going to talk to my neighbor about, um, you know, like. I like that you make yourself out to be the simple person because you're not. I, oh, <laughs> I, but when I, you talk about sports, you make it such a simple. I like to have my pizza. I just want to open my beer, have a slice, watch, yeah, them, you watch them play, watch them hoop. <laughs> That's how I experience sports. Like Henry came and sat with me at my seats the other night. Hank. Oh, Hank. Henry Chisholm, my man. And um, I was like, listen, in these seats, we scream, let's go. We scream, you suck. <laughs> We scream, uh, come on, Yoke. 
and there's like four or five phrases you could you're be allowed his to father. use. Absolutely, that is crazy. I put my arm around him when I was telling uh, him this, and, met his dad, and I was though. like, "But the the his main point is that like in these dead. seats, in these seats, well, we experience sports at the lowest level. Like <laughs> we allow sports to wash over our brain." Right past the point of logic, and we just start screaming at Russell Westbrook, even though we're supposed to be mourning Kobe. Oh, I like that. Aww. But I'm just saying, like, wow. that was a downer. That, that but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, oh, like, wow. but I'm saying, like, you just like allow cry. you allow the part of your brain that you don't. If you're a thinking person, there is a part of your brain that you typically shut off, right? Yeah. And like, you can't go through your life just getting angry at people at a stoplight if you want to be a thinking person. But I can get so mad at Russell Westbrook for reasons that don't matter in any way. And I just, it, it's just like so enjoyable to me to just like let the spectacle of sports sort of just like take over at a time. We lost 10 viewers. There's <laughs> yeah. one guy yeah, in a jean jacket guy. with a vape stick just nodding vigorously. That's, no, he's passed out like, in bed. Amen. Right and, <laughs> and you can't tell me that because I have the live up right now. We're at the exact same amount. Hey, we may have gained a viewer. Um... My dad, this is this is just a dumb story, but my dad, when the last game he was at, spilled his nachos on the woman in front of him, like all over. And That's so funny. Immediately at the start of the game, yeah. <laughs> so this lady is just cased Super, in nachos. Like, very what do you do at that dudes. point? This is like, dude, give uh, your give your dad my number. We, yeah. He can hang out on my. <laughs> hang out, I'd love that. But it, that that makes for a long viewing experience when you're just sitting right right beside the person whose night you completely ruined. Tell your dad I said hey. By the way, I used to work for Adam's dad. Not we'll a lot do, of people know we'll that. Do. Uh, do we have any other yeah, questions? Yeah, let's wrap up with some questions. Yeah, let's um, go firing. We'll just wrap up. Firing here. round. What happened Lightning to Michael round. Malone planning for 110 games, not 82? No you, load management, just injuries. I have a very specific take on this. But then which, go for what, it because I have no takes. <laughs> I think it's because last year the bench was amazing, and he sat there at media day and said we can really ride that bench last year because it's the same guys, plus we got Jeremy Grant. It's going to be amazing again. At wasn't. the beginning of the season, it sucked. He had to play the stars a ton, and things have kind of been out of whack since then. Case closed. Sounds good yeah, to me. Sounds good to me. Lightning round. That was a good answer. That was a good answer. Do you guys good agree? Job. I do agree. Yeah. Harrison yeah, the bench has sucked. Harrison's good at answering questions. He's good, yeah. <laughs> it's good. Pragmatic Harrison. Uh, have you guys seen points. Bad Boys on Amazon Prime TV? Are they? Did Bad they remake boys. the movie into a show? Yeah, or is it the movie? Is it in the movie Brad Bo- Bad Boys? <laughs> but have Bad you Boys seen it on, Amazon? on Amazon. Do you think JB Denver Sports is just talking about Bad Boys the movie? JB Denver Sports. We need an update. Like, yeah, because yes, is this we've a seen the film. If it is um, a movie, oh, I've seen he it. says Ozark is amazing. No, it isn't. No, it's not. Thank you. Yeah. Ozark I've never sucks. seen it. Sorry. Oh. You're uh, cool. But. The Outsiders is another dark turn for Jason Bateman, and he directs it, and he is phenomenal mm. in the first episode. Phenomenal. I like funny Jason Bateman. No, no, no. Watch this. You'll you'll really appreciate it. It's it's He's fantastic. Maybe we can watch it together. I saw Parasite. I love that. Come over sometime. Over the, over oh, the how was Parasite? How was Parasite? Too many subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was I was very glad I saw it. It it reminds me not it's different, but it reminded me almost of like Get Out. Uh huh. You know, it had like a yeah. bit of a Get Out feel yeah. to it. Um, but I would say I, I enjoyed it, but maybe slightly less than I was hoping because a lot of people, like a lot of people that I really like their takes, had it number one. But I thought it was really good. I so, thought it was a unique film. I'm glad I, I, I saw don't it. I don't know another it. film that I'm like, oh, that reminds me of Parasite. Having I went in to... going not knowing anything about it too, which I kind of love. Yeah, I'm glad I, I didn't know the, move. the plot. I yeah. have in my older age. Um, I ha- I never watch trailers anymore. I, I try to go yeah. in fresh to everything. So heading into the Oscars, have you? How many of the Best Picture nominees have you seen? What are the so I have seen Parasite now. I have seen uh, The Irishman, which I loved. So good. 
Might be it. Have just I seen those two. What are the, what other, are the other nominees? Little Women. Haven't seen it. I've seen Little Women. I saw Little Women. Little Women. I saw it. How was it? It was good. Little Women. I love. What's your um, the director? Oh my god, Greta. Greta Gerwig? Is Greta, Greta, yeah, Greta. Greta, Greta. Greta. Yeah, I'm a Greta Gerwig yeah, fan. Um, let me see. The, the, the I haven't seen jo- Is Jojo Story. Rabbit nominated? Jojo I thought Rabbit that was Jojo Rabbit. Um, have you seen it? Mm-mm. 10 out of 10. Loved it. Mm. 10 out of 10 is high. We're picking between that 8. and, 5, and Parasite. Right? We went so Parasite. David says Euphoria is pretty dope. Anybody seen Euphoria? Yes. Euphoria is a show on HBO, and it's starring Zendaya. Oh, she's cool, Ooh. man. I'm and, with Zendaya. Um, the fir- like the first three or four you'll watch, and you'll just feel so dirty inside because it, it's basically that. about teenage drug use, and it oh. it levels out a little bit. But it's like it's actually like really. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It, it, but it, I, I didn't I didn't love the end of it. Can I tell you guys something? Becoming a father has changed my taste in in this. This will this will mess you up. Music and for that very reason, like I used to just love like a dark whatever, like you know, like really makes you look inside or whatever. I still like that, but there's certain things like just when you talk about like teenage drug use, and I'm just like, man, I got kids. I don't want to. I don't want to think <laughs> about teenagers. I'm telling like, you, you want no part. I can't of this. wait so, to know someone who's a father who just just doesn't bring up having kids. So, oh God! <laughs> hold on. Shouts so, to Dylan and Ellie. Sorry, I mentioned you. So, okay, of my hold friends. on, hold on. Best, pic- wow, best, best wow. picture nominees Brendan this year. There's a take. Ford <laughs> versus Ferrari. I don't care. Uh, I have versus- not seen that. I've- good. good. What is it? Ultimate Dad movie. Ultimate oh, Dad. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood too. Uh, Irishman. I haven't seen it. Is it good? You haven't seen Once Upon a Time. No, I know it's blasphemous. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. It's very fun. I feel bad. Your kids are great. Did you guys see? Did you guys see Joker? I haven't seen no, no. I Joker. Not see Joker, Joker is it, it really is good. Is it I mean, good? Yeah, it, 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 Joker is Taxi Driver mixed with Batman. <laughs> taxi <laughs> Driver. Mixed I've got with zero Batman. follow-ups. To that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Little Women, I guess, is nominated. I thought it was not nominated. Uh, then we have Massage Marriage Mist. Story, which is also on Netflix. That's a uh, yeah, yeah. Noah, Noah Baumbach. Baumbach's my favorite. Which have is, you seen uh, that? Yet? I haven't seen. Come it, on, man. Dude, everybody's always like, they're like, don't you know, don't watch it with your spouse, which is where I usually watch movies. And I'm kind of like. I don't know what this means, man. That sounds like really terrible. I mean, it's a movie about divorce. So it's like, really you're pretty it, confident it, it, in your it's marriage. Like, it's, it's quirky. You'll love it. You'll you'll love it. Well, Absolutely. Noah Baumbach is like a shooting hundred percent for me. So you'll love it. Yeah. Uh, like if then, you're in it for the art of the cinema, watch it. If you're thinking about getting a divorce, don't. Watch. Yeah, good call, Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Well, I will say this: I saw a movie. What was the Zach? What was the Zach Braff movie? Not the, the Garden State, but then he had another one that came out, and I just remember it was just like about couples arguing with each other. And I remember being like, "Man, this sucks!" Like watching my parents yeah, uh, argue. I went to this one. Yeah, story. Just that, kind of like I'm not emotionally in the mood to watch two couples. Oh, that's fight. the whole film. That? Kate, yeah. Kate, the whole film is just Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio did Revolutionary Road a few years ago, oh, and it was, it was just like. And it was just like it was just like a total slog to get through because it was like depressing the yeah. entire time. So then, nineteen seventeen, which I've not seen, I'm interested in. I just saw super mind blowing and good. Super producer Kale says mind blowing. Does anyone want to see that with me on the I internet? do not <laughs> mind blowing. Super producer Kale. <laughs> um, and then and then once upon a time in Hollywood, which won the Golden Globe, which is fantastic, and then Parasite. And uh, so I used to work at a movie theater. I hate to brag. I hate to brag. Well, I did work in a movie theater. Did you get girls in concessions? I could get girls in free. You could get in free too. Um, No concessions you had to pay for unless you found a workaround, which you get an empty tub of popcorn and you cut it as spoilage and then you fill it with popcorn for the hot ladies. Anyway, uh, but 
Eric working for a movie theater is the least surprising yeah, thing that totally. I have ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's a great point. I Guys, can, we I, should talk about Best Picture nominations. I can see this. I can see I this. I say all head. of that to say, like, you should watch as many of these as possible because the Oscars become interesting instead of intolerable. Also, this was the best year in film in a long time, I thought. Yeah, there's a lot of movies. I'm intrigued by almost all of these movies. Yeah, it, makes, all it, of them. it makes it for a much better night of viewing. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite movie, Eric? Ever? Pulp Fiction. I don't know if I know the answer to that question, like off the top of my head. Do you have one that's in the ballpark? Let me guess. Um, Ooh, like I've game. never, th- I've never thought about my answer to this question. Hold on, I, Are you I, serious? Yeah. You've I, never thought about what your favorite movie? is? No, because it changes, man. It's, it's, that is like true. It does Scott change. Pilgrim versus the World. It isn't, but that's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. What about you, uh, Harrison? Um, any of you guys see Beach Bum? Harrison doesn't care. For <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that with Matthew McConaughey? Beach Bum. I I don't know. It might yes, be. yes. I didn't see it, but I was intrigued. I feel like by Matthew it. McConaughey would be in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Beach right. Uh, commenter. McConaughey might be the coolest guy on there. <laughs> He's the coolest. You, dude, that, that was not dude, bad. Did you did you watch? Oh. Sorry. True Detective. When I you was just confused. So have you True seen Detective? all three seasons of True Detective? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 excellent. Horrific. Her- horrific. And then fine. Oh, so I thought season three, I just finished it. I thought season three was amazing. No. Yeah? The I acting was amazing. The acting was amazing. I did not love the finale. That How can you say uh, the show love, was phenomenal? I, I, I didn't love the finale of one, and I really loved one. It, like, yeah, The finale yeah. almost didn't even well, ruin it. It was still too good. I still but I, I thought the performances were incredible. Incredible. Mahershala Ali. Incredible. Incredible. Dude. Haunting performance. Incredible. I, I'm with you. You're, the acting is, was great, but the story was not great. The story of the first season I thought was great. You didn't think it was great? With the Yellow King? Oh, I thought of, it was great. It was, I was into just it. The I just said I didn't... It didn't pay off. The first four were so good that I was like, man, this is going to be an all-timer. And at the end, I was kind of like, okay. The other thing is those movies are thrillers, but they're not... Twi- these shows, they're not twists, those series. Right, yeah, and yeah. so like they, they have these air of like, ooh, what's going to happen? Yeah. But they're not really hiding much from the you. The first you know season what I mean? of watching True Detective Live the first season, like the internet was going so crazy with Yellow theories King. that was like, actually, there's not a theory. No, there's like not a theory. There's no theory. twist, yeah. Yeah, the last season of, th- of True Detective, I was like, I, I don't... Was straightforward. We're just like looking at the, the, the fall of a man. Yeah, right. And like, fair I, I, enough. I don't really. There, there's not. Yeah, we just like the 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 uh, fallibility of of a guy. Yeah, that I like. <laughs> like, I don't need that. I don't know. It was cool. Like the acting was. I mean, Mahershala Ali was. He's really good. It's fun. Isn't it funny how like sometimes... I recommended Moonlight to Wilson Chandler, and he went and saw it, and I asked him what he thought of it, and he said he hated it. <laughs> Did he really? That's kind I of did. hilarious. That's a it hilarious like, fun was, fact. It was, so, it was a very bad. Like, See, oh, did he ask for a trade a day later? I thought Moonlight was incredible. That's why I recommended it to Wilson Chandler. Incredible. He's a, was incredible. He's a cinephile. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? But no, that, he loves movies, man. That was one of those things where it was like, That's you why should. I was surprised that he didn't like that. Yeah, one. that is really surprising. Yeah. I felt like it was like the ultimate, uh, like, sh- movie about empathy like i th- there was no part of my life that was shared with any of the main characters in that movie but you just like felt their pain and their struggle their and, loneliness and their loneliness and like their longing. desires and longing and like you it was just like so superhuman but the, the idea that um like i had seen it before that i and i hadn't seen la la land so when mm. la la land got announced i was like annoyed by it because i knew moonlight was better when then it, then and then it turned out moonlight then, was right. better but so oh, like, that was an all-timer i hope that happens again this year <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that, I root for screw there's ups. been a mistake <laughs> uh, speaking of which tune into the goaties goaties coming up goaties on, tomorrow. tomorrow we're doing live 
from this lounge, right? Yeah, from this exact This room. very lounge. There's going to be innumerable mistakes. It's going to be the <laughs> we, have an actual, we have goatees to hand out, actual goatees. We have, yeah. I, we, have, we have physical goatees that I picked up from a trophy shop today. We threw it together a little bit this year, but it's actually a thing we want to establish going forward. Like We always yeah. want to like write the history book on a year yeah. in Denver Sport. That's what this goatees is. It's looking back at 2019, saying what happened, who won, which teams were important, which things, ha- you know, quotes, whatever. But and we... And we want your input too. So if you yeah, haven't yet, us. check out our pin thread. There's a bunch of polls for all the categories. Yeah, yeah. So we want your. your we want to know what you're yeah, thinking. Yeah. So how are we doing it? So it's going to be. It's a lot like the NBA All Stars, right? Like it's, some part is the the vote of the people. Yeah, the fan so vote. So your Alex Caruso vote will be, you know, considered. Uh, that we, we are <laughs> also we are also voting. We are yes. also voting. We'll give ourselves too much power. Weighted so much more heavily. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then is there is there another factor that we're taking? I don't know yeah. what the other factor would yeah. be. Just, just those, <laughs> is this what Kale thinks? <laughs> so yeah, Wilson, just call Wilson Chandler. It's going to be great. We're doing it tomorrow at six thirty. One movie. Six thirty tomorrow. Six thirty tomorrow. The Academy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. Like that's the whole like DNVR. That's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to yeah. do like interesting things online. We want you guys to inter- like interact with us. Tell us what you think. Um, it's going to be we a disaster. We have so much stuff going on. We really do. You know, the live tonight, live tomorrow, party Thursday. I mean, it's just feel like the hits keep coming. Party on Thursday. like T-shirt yeah, right. in this very box that Any, you can't yeah. see off screen. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Great visual content. Look at that beautiful Ooh, wow. shirt. Just look at that beautiful shirt right wow. now. How beautiful is that? Wow. Yo, listen, is listen, that not the coolest freaking shirt? It's a shame shirt? you can't see <laughs> it. It is a shame you can't yeah. see it. He's joking. Yo, can you move the can't? You can't? It, it's stuck. No, it's too bad. Man, it really is a good shirt. grab the shirt. It really is a good shirt. No, I'm no yeah. It's a good show. We'll show it off I'm on Thursday. It. But anyone who has had the misfortune of me encountering me at a watch party, at a tailgate, or any place where just in general, just in general, yeah, at a post game show, I just always try to explain the idea that as a company, DNVR, like we're just like life is kind of difficult sometimes. Just in general, like yeah, there's no a lot kidding. of like unsavory things you could focus on if you so chose. Um, so but choose. we're just trying to no. If you so chose, if it had you in so chosen, if you so chose, that's if you right chose, um, that's none of that's right. So had you chosen, but we're just trying to like create a community where people like one another and they talk about things that everybody sort of like wants to talk about. Uh, we bring people together. We have sh- uh, watch parties. We have tailgates. Like we're trying we to create like a merch. real. We have merch. We're trying to create like a real the, community. The, the, the merch. We have the merch. We have merch. But as we well, also but have we the also perch, which is your baby. Perch. We, like, we're creating a social. Club. We just want you to hang out with us. Like that's all we're trying to do. Just like come hang out with us and with each other. You because guys I am like, tired of just Eric's company. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are. I, I don't belong here. These guys are very talented. Like Holly has met my my wife has met. I, I don't know if she's met. We've you. met. Yeah. You have a but wife. I do. <laughs> I, I know. But um, she'll listen to things after the fact, after meeting you, and she'll be like, "Wow, those guys are really." good like you guys are very talented like, oh thanks man you're, you're crap. Appreciate it. like i love i yeah, love hanging really out sweet. with you guys what oh so sweet of you to say we're well, still that's, on that's the from, uh, Royal i don't know so. if you just think we're just <laughs> hanging out and talking i am hanging out and talking but uh like come hang out with these guys these guys are awesome to hang out with they've uh, they've brought me in and like that's what dnvr is like, like a stray cat <laughs> thanks so much for hanging with us guys this was a long one and it i'm was going random. home but the losers lounge it's all about we're not going to sit and dwell on a loss and guys are missing shots. Like that. We're going to have fun. So, thanks everybody.
<laughs> he really left. Keep keep it going so he can record. Not not the Bebo though. Keep it going. Keep it going. Bebo is off. Yeah. Before we get out of here, I gotta tell you guys about Denver Rubber Company, a local business, and you know how supporting local business is in our blood. Denver Rubber Company, the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Do you know that apparently we like Denver Rubber Company selling tons of uh, custom die-cut gaskets yes. and, and plows? Because I, I kind of laugh sometimes thinking this. And it's like no, apparently a lot of DNVR listeners with snow plows. Well, like you, you need those custom die-cut gaskets. Yeah, you need snow plows. Where are you going to get it? Denver Rubber Company. Obviously, Denver Rubber Company. I mean, the blades can be. Freaking cut to any length. Wait, uh, hang on. I thought Denver Rubber Company was something else. It's not what you think. <laughs> oh, it's not what you think okay. it is. <laughs> so great. Uh, these guys have created proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbines. Wind turbine blades. <laughs> Remember, Denver Rubber Company custom makes it all, and you can purchase products for yourself, and of course, buy bulk at a fantastic rate. Family-owned, with loyalty only to the people just like us here at DNVR. Call them today for all your snowplow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, 1-800-259-0010 or drcfirst.com backslash DNVR. 